Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. There won't be many people who have spent more years involved in Congleton Town than club president Steve Burgess, who you may also know as Budgie. His connection with the club goes back nearly 70 years and more than 30 of those have been spent as a director. We'll hear his reflections on his time at the club later in the podcast. But first, not many, if any, of his years at the club have been as good as the past 18 months, and it's been another week of wins for Congleton Town. First in the league against Stone Old Elanians, and then on Tuesday night, the Bears reached the quarter-finals of the Midland League Cup after a 1-0 win away at Whitchurch Allport. The fact that the conditions would have been suitable for Torval and Dean and the sound of the players moving around the pitch sounded like studs running across a concrete playground was certainly a worry for Richard Duffy, as he explained after the match. The game probably shouldn't have gone ahead, to be honest. The pitch was like an ice rink, really dangerous conditions, but the ref said it was playable. Both teams struggled on it. And yeah, we've, we've, the only way we were going to score was the way we scored. A little deflection. I didn't really see them scoring either. So, something out on nothing. And then uh, we've seen the game out well. What do you think was the key to the victory in the end? Having the right attitude tonight, coming here, cold conditions, game shouldn't have, play, shouldn't have been played in, in my eyes, and just having the right, just having the right attitude to go out and perform and, and play in tough conditions, and, and I thought we'd done that really well. And obviously, the, the, the main thing is you came here and got the job done, which ultimately is another progression in the cup and through to the quarterfinals. No, definitely. I mean, you know, we we change the change the formation up, change a, a bit of personnel, and it's, it's it's come right again. You know, we we got players who are who are hungry, who have been on the bench, and you know, I am got a problem to to play any team, any player I have in my in my squad. I am got a problem with playing. You know, it's unfortunately for them, the boys who have been playing at the minute have, have been playing well and, and winning games. So then it's it's difficult to get into teams. You play the four ninety as well. Is that a case of you don't want to stand in the touchline in the cold? <laughs> yeah, I think it was warmer on the pitch. So no, it, it was it was one of them where I needed minutes, and it was to try and get other people to have a rest as well. You know, it's only fair that, that I put put myself out there and, um, and put myself through the ringer as well. And um, yeah, I might be a bit stiff tomorrow, but um, enjoyed it. Yeah. And obviously on Saturday played Stone Old Elanians. Had some brilliant battles with, with, with them so far this season, and it again continued last Saturday. Was that another one of these results that we hear about teams challenging at the top of the table end up having to grind that result when perhaps they're not at the best? Was that the, 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 the case of the weekend? Yeah, I think you've got parts right there. I think we would deserve winners for starters. We had enough chances to to win two or three games, but with only the one goal, then you know you're always on edge of a mistake or a little bit of brilliance from them and. You know we've come up against them three times this season, and and it's you know the three games have been really close. So they're a team that that can perform against the better teams in the league, um, and they've done that again against us on Saturday. And obviously back at home on Saturday in the league, Wolverhampton mm. Casuals. It was a narrow win at their place early on this season. I guess you'll be wanting to try and continue that 100% home record. Yeah, it was a win away early in the season that sort of got our season up and running. One nil scrappy away win really. They probably deserved a little something out of the game, if I remember rightly, they had a couple of chances, but um, it was one of them games where we, we, we really needed to win to get our, our season up and going, and we did, and, and I haven't looked back since, so we know it's going to be a tough game, 
and whatever team they bring, they, they, they'll perform to, you know, they're scrapping for points, so it's going to be another tough game. I guess you're hoping as well that the Bears faithful comes out in force as they have done throughout the last few few months. No, definitely. Let's hope it's a little bit uh, milder or warmer than it was tonight. So, yeah, you know, the support has been fantastic all season, not just the last couple of months, you know, it's, it's slowly been building and the fan base would grow in and, and let's hope they, they come on Saturday and, and support us again. Have we again seen this evening that this team can, <laughs> can adapt to kind of any challenge put in front of it, whether it's the weather, whether it's the different pitches, the, the style of play that another team is playing. Have we again seen that Congleton, your team, continues to be able to be versatile and adapt? We keep, we keep asking different questions of them. You know, we don't have a lot of time on the training pitch, obviously, with you know, especially over Christmas time. We we spent literally no time. You know, we've had the school closed, so it's hard to get training facilities. So yeah, we haven't done a lot, and you know, just to spring a, a formation on that, you know, we haven't really played, and to take things on board that we're looking for, and. To put a, a decent performance in, it wasn't wasn't great by any any imagination. It, it was a little bit so-so in in parts where you know a little bit disjointed, but you know in in the whole is real real solid solid performance and and one we deserve to win. That was Richard Duffy speaking after the Midlands League Cup game on Tuesday night. The Bears now face a quarter final away at Shifnal Town with a date still to be confirmed. Now to this week's guest and club president Steve Burgess has had a lifelong connection with Congleton Town. It goes back nearly 70 years and has included time as vice chairman, chairman and now his current role of club president. There have been highs, lows and plenty of memories. So first of all Steve, welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. It's nice to be here. Um, So Steve, I think it's fair to say that you have a lifelong connection with the Bears. So can you take us back to your first time watching Congleton? Because you've been coming down here since you were a, a young child. Yes, uh, about 1956, I uh, was on my dad's shoulders. Uh, I used to come down uh, regular with him at every home game. Uh, we used to walk down and call at the Royal Oak. My dad used to have a pint and I used to stand and have a bag of crisps and a bottle of pop in there, the living room as was. And then the dads had all come and collect the children and we walked down to the Crescent. Up the other side of the ground, uh, we used to come in the corner. It was always exciting, always exciting. And there was always a big crowd. And when you say the Royal Oak, obviously some of the listeners might be thinking, where's that? I've not, I, I, I don't know where that is. So it, it, it's, off, it's off Wags Street. It's right at the top where the cottages are as you turn off Wags Road. Uh, it's just on, on the right there. It's, obviously it's not a pub now. But a lot of happy memories, a lot of happy memories there. And then when you got to the game, for somebody so young, what was that whole experience like? When there were the big crowds of thousands, it used to be exciting, really exciting. Uh, I used to go and we we had a dog, Rex, and I used to end up holding on to the dog. Oh, it, it was just magical, magical. And the town, like now, they're behind the team and they always were behind the team them days it's it's really good to see now that it's gone back there yeah we'll come on to that a little bit later on the success because it's not always been the, the high moments that we're experiencing now as i'm sure you're you <laughs> are fully well yes. aware and we'll come on to that but yeah. going back to when you were younger those three points that win was even more significant because of what happened on the way home oh definitely on the way home if we lost he used to drag me past Dean's. If we won, we used to go in and buy an Airfix model. So three points and an Airfix model, it meant a lot to me. It was really good. 
Do you know how your dad's connection started with the bed? Was that something that he'd always done when he was young? Uh, yes, he used to be. I've got it somewhere. There's, there's an actual uh, life membership. He actually paid for a life membership for the club, and that that must have been 1940. I think it was 48. So he had he had followed it. He was there when when they won the Cheshire Cup for the first time. That's why it was so special for me to see us win the Cheshire Senior Cup because my dad had actually seen them pick it up on the first time when he when he was alive. So it was good, actually excellent, in fact, and to hold the trophy as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and did did you go to many games when you were younger? Uh, yeah, up to up to being twelve, I think every single home game with my dad. So yeah, I went to a lot. I've seen a lot of changes up there. We used to get up and then there used to be a little hut that we used to go in for a cup of tea. There used to be a, a trellis table and two old ladies, if I remember rightly, uh, used to serve it and they used to have pies. Oh, it, it, was, it was an adventure to me being a young lad. Also, the old stand. We used to get underneath the old stand uh, to find any pennies that had dropped. That was a good memory as well. So going from a supporter, you then later became more involved. How did that kind of evolve? Well, it all started watching the reserves one day. They were playing up the ground, and while the, while the team was playing, the committee were cutting the grass. While we were watching, there was a big bang. I looked over, and the mower had actually blown up. So I went over, spoke to him, and I actually worked for the probation service at the time. So uh, I arranged to bring so many lads on community service up there to mow the, the grass. Uh, we did it on the Sunday. It was all bagged up on the top car park, and I think the committee were pretty impressed. So I had a phone call asking if they could lay concrete. So that meant every Sunday and every Wednesday I was up there with anything from 10 to 20, and we did a lot of the concreting. We built the what is now the tee up. We built the changing rooms, the the extension on the changing rooms. Yeah, we did a lot of work, and that's how I ended up being a director. And yeah. tell us about that meeting when you were first brought on onto the board as a director, because well, it sounded like you didn't have much choice. Well, I didn't. I was told to come to the meeting because I was phoning up the likes of Paul Marshall, who was the chairman then. I used to ring him up and say, look, I'm up there with so many lads, I want so many bags of concrete, I want this, this and this and this. Uh, so he said, come to the meeting. So when I got to the meeting, first thing they said is, right, we'll get this over. Right, all in favour of Steve being a director, hands up, and they all hands up. They said, right, now you can order your own stuff. <laughs> so that's how I became a, a director. Many, many moons ago, yeah. Did it mean quite a lot to you? Obviously, it was a, a lot of work since, a lot of hours, <laughs> a lot of effort has gone in since, but was that quite a significant moment? Uh, yeah, I felt very proud. My dad was still alive, so he was he was over the moon that I'd actually got involved with the club he loved. It meant something special, and he still does. So what year would, would that have been? Oh, now then, late 80s. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. So it was a long time. What was the situation like when you became on board? Well, we were in debt, basically. We used to sit there having the meeting in the old clubhouse. 
the phone would go and we'd argue who was going to answer it because it would be somebody saying, where's my money? <laughs> it was hard. We were 50-odd thousand, I think it was, in debt. But uh, for the likes of, like, Ken, when Ken took over, uh, that helped dramatically because he wouldn't let you spend a penny if an Amy would do. He was an absolute fantastic treasure, and he still is. He still is a great guy. And yeah. to think where the club was then to where it is now, how has it developed and changed? In them days, we were in a higher league, but finances were terrible, obviously because we were in debt. Uh, we were just struggling all the time. We didn't have as many helpers. The Wednesday club is absolutely amazing because we used to do everything. At the end of the season, that was it. It was all hands on deck. Every weekend we were up there. Uh, we were seeding the grass, turfing the the, the gold mouths, uh, painting, you name it. But there was only four or five doing it. It was hard work. And then even the bar work in the early days... Likes of me and Ken would go down on a Friday if there was a function on and we'd be running the bar. It was it was hard work. We were never away from the place. And, but now it's... The Wednesday Club has made so much difference and just you've only got to look around the place. They've been absolutely marvellous. What are some of the projects that you've been part of during the years that you're most proud of now to kind of see them finished and built? Well, the clubhouse. We're involved in pulling the old one down. Uh, and it needed pulling down uh, and building the new one. We were given the porter cabins from the sand quarry. They just said if we can move them and pay for move them, we could have them. So Ken, I think it was Ken that arranged a crane and uh, a w- wagons to bring them down. We dropped them on after we'd pulled the old one down. And then it was all hands on deck, uh, building... Because it's only half of the club is the porter cabin the others was built with blocks and I remember putting the the actual ceiling up I think there was three of us up with these big boards standing on tables putting the plaster boards up and the bar we fetched from Puglaughton Labour Club the bar is actually from the Labour Club when they pulled that down we we went down and pinched the <laughs> the bar <laughs> so yeah it's been a lot a lot of fun I'm sure you would have hoped that the club would end up where it is now with the successes, the amount of people, the connection with, with the town. But did you ever kind of imagine that it actually would? Yes, yes, definitely. I, I, I've i always said that we were a sleeping giant. It just needed something to spark it. And I suppose it was Charles. Charles coming on board has sparked it, which is brilliant. He's helped to kickstart it and we've just gone on and on and on. When I think back, I always said that when I leave the club, I want it to be in a better place than when I've joined it and I could leave tomorrow with my head held high. I I would prefer to be in the same league as we were, which is one up, uh, and that looks like that's a possibility. Fingers crossed. What, for you, do you think has been the key to the success not not only in recent years, but all the way going back to the 1980s and 1990s, what for you has been a success and the reason why the club has gone on this kind of upward? The town's got behind it. It's simple as that. And I th- I, my personal opinion, we always wanted the youth to join Congleton. Uh, we'd spoke to Vale uh, uh, many a time, but it was never going to happen. And then 
when we we actually got the youth on board, you see what happens. They bring the mum and dad, then everybody gets involved. Walking round town and seeing all the hats and the scarves and the young kids wearing the top. It's just amazing. That's what I've always wished for. It's just out of this world to see to see all, all the youngsters and, of course, all the adults wearing them as well. But who would have thought 600, nearly 700 a game in a cold, saddy? It's just just amazing, amazing. And to think that maybe the club, during some low moments, might not have actually been here. Well, yes, we were struggling. Uh, when you think you're getting 60 through the gate... Uh, you're paying out more than what you're bringing in. It's difficult. Pete, myself, Pete Evans, that is, myself and Ken, I don't know how we, we did it. I should mention Dave Wilcooks as well. But we had help from the likes of Colin Wrench, one or two others. They were always there if we needed them. They were there. But I'm glad that we stuck to his guns and we, we kept the club going. Because uh, look at it now. <laughs> it's just a dream. Just a dream. You mentioned there how you kept the club going. H- how did you do it? <laughs> you tell me. Because it was... Well, we had nothing. We could, we had no sponsors. We tried to get sponsors. Uh, we used to go... Ken used to go out and sell the, sell the programme ads. Then we'd we'd go and collect them, spend an hour or two. He'd say, "Go there and see if you can get the money off them." And he'd go somewhere else. You know, it was, it was everything was done by us. It was it was hard work. The program was a big thing because it brought in the money. It brought in some money. We had a lottery years ago, which was brilliant. And of course, then they brought the national lottery out, and it killed it because that used to bring in. A, enough money to pay the team. When that finished, it was, it was hard work. Well, it was, it's been hard work right from the word go. But we've got there and look at it now. Obviously, you've been at the club, well, you've been watching the club for close to 70 years, if the maths is correct, in the last, yeah, yeah, now plus yeah, over yeah, 30 yeah, years now. Yeah. I'm sure you've got many, many stories to kind of to tell. What are some of your standout memories, whether they're, Stuff that's happened on the pitch, off the pitch. I'm sure you've got lots of great stories to to tell. One thing I always tell everybody, there was a player, a local player, I won't mention his name. Uh, He was picked up at Bat Lane by our manager. He came and trained with us. And the manager, unbeknown to me and Ken, he was told to turn up and get on the coach. So when we were doing the wages, because we used to sit, write the packets out and put the, the expenses in, on the coach or in Ken's car or in my car. Well, we're on the coach and we, we did all the, the wage slips and then I looked round and I said, what about that player? Ken said, what are we going to do? I said, well, we're going to have to give him something. So he said, have you got any money? I said, I've got this £10. I said, right, go give it him. So I went over to him. I said, here, mate, thanks for turning up. Here's Tanner. He said, oh, I don't want that. Patting his chest, he said, it's my team, it's my town. I don't need any money off you for, for playing for Congleton. It's been a dream. I, I don't need money. I'm playing for my hometown. So I stuffed it in his pocket and made him have it. Two weeks later, he come over to me. He said, how come I'm only on 10 when he's on 20? <laughs> <laughs> that, that just shows what footballers are like. 
And you mentioned there how he was picked up from back lane. I remember, we're probably going back nearly 10 years now. I remember when I used to do the interviews for, for the club, you said to me that your dream, your vision was to have an entire team or as much of the team as possible. Correct. With local, local talent. Yeah. And yeah. it's taken a little bit of time. But, but we're getting there. Absolutely. Yeah, and and it's what, fantastic. How, how does that make you feel? Because this has always been your dream it's, and your vision. Well, I've always said that, yeah. The more Congleton people playing for us, the better. And that's what I want with the juniors going up. It'd just be fantastic. They develop and develop and develop and end up, we end up with virtually a full team of local lads. Fantastic. Really, really good. And what a squad of lads they are. Years ago, you always used to get, they'd finish the game, they'd come in. If they came into the clubhouse, some would sit in that corner, some would sit in that corner. They were never together. Nowadays, you cannot say who's going to be sitting with who because they just intermingle and it's a fantastic, fantastic dressing room. All Well, you've got to thank Duffy for that. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant. Obviously, you've, there's been the, the highs and, and the lows on the pitch. You mentioned how you'd love to see the team go up to that next step. Yeah, yeah. Is this, do you feel like this is the closest they've come? Definitely, 100, 110%, definitely, yeah. We've got third place. I think that was the, the closest up to now, but, uh, yeah, we, we look a different thing. We, we look a different unit. When, when we play, even when we play bad, we know a way of winning. We still manage to put that ball in the net. We might miss 40 times like we did the other day, but we still win. And that's the difference. It's just good. It's just good. And there just seems to be this feel-good factor around the club, or around the town. Well, now I walk around the people that come over to me and then you, you can see the faces. They, they're over the moon with, with what's going on up there. <laughs> They all feel a part of the town, which is great. It's great. He's, he's brought the town together. There's a lot of new people in town because they're all the new buildings. And I think quite a few of them are actually joining us, which is out of this world. I, I just, I can't tell you how pleased I am how the town's going. That's the thing. A, a few recent matches, I've seen you walking across the, the pitch after the full-time whistle's blown with your, your suit on, with your Congleton scarf around, around I'm, your I'm neck <laughs> and your Congleton tie. And I can see this almost beaming smile from you oh, walking yeah. towards the tunnel where the players are coming off and the players are being applauded by the fans. There's high fives from the younger fans. Yeah. And you've got this big beaming smile on your face. You're incredibly proud, aren't, oh, aren't you? Proud every every time. Even when we lose, I'm proud of how they play. Uh, they're a great bunch of lads, a real great bunch of lads. They give 110%. Do you think that's also because of what you've seen the club being through and the fact that all the effort that yourself and other kind of individuals have put in? Do you think it's because of that as well? You, you know the background story and you've it, seen yeah, all pro- the, the probably, hard work. Yeah, it probably is. All the hard work that's gone into it and we're actually we're getting what we've sown. We're reaping what we've sown. We're actually seeing the town just develop and it's going places at last. Because it was <laughs> it was a very slow start, I'll tell you, <laughs> for years. But we, we, we're there and we, I can actually stand back and look and think, yeah, the club's going doing well. You got any more stories that you want to oh, share, whether they're on the field, uh, off the pitch? There's loads of things that have happened. The old club, I'm not saying it was falling down but uh, one particular time 
we had a gentleman's evening and the ladies said, that's not fair, we would like a ladies' evening. So we we decided that we would do that. <laughs> so uh, me and Ken, again, were in the club and uh, one of these ladies jumped up and down and went straight through the floor. It was rotten as a pear. <laughs> That's how bad the club was. We had a referee that fell through the floor on his chair. He leaned back and the back legs went through through the floor. Yeah, it was... Uh, it wasn't the best clubhouse. <laughs> and in terms of that, how has the ground changed and oh, the club changed? I've seen it develop and I've helped develop it. Like that we put the actual fence all the way around the pitch. That was done by just the supporters and uh, the committee. We set about every weekend, putting so, so many lengths and we just kept going until we'd finished it. That was a big thing. We'd repaired the bottom stand, put a new roof on that. That made a difference. I think the two new stands, the one on the far side and uh, the one at the top, because these four covered areas, I think that's made a vast improvement to the, the actual club. And obviously during your time, I'm sure you've been on many, many kind of away trips, coach <laughs> trips as well. And they, yeah. they always seem to bring the, 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 the funny memories. So what, what sort of memories do you have in, oh, of going on, the, on the, these coach the trips? The coach trips are always brilliant. We, we've had, uh, had a coach trip where one of the lads got scalded with an old buzz. <laughs> the pipe burst and scalded his leg. Uh, we've, we've had... Coaches breaking down, oh, getting back in home at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, We always ended up with the worst coach because with Bostocks, we used to pay for a coach because we owed that much money. We used to have to pay for this coach that we had last week and then, oh, it used to be terrible trying to work it out where we were with the money. Uh, Bostock that if I went into the Shackley Arms to me dad I used to watch out for Ted Bostock because as soon as he saw me he'd come flying over where's me money <laughs> yeah oh, but it, it was good travelling with the coach every every away game it, it was good it, it brought you together more I had some some good uh, journeys and some bad Going all the way to the other side of London to lose six nil wasn't good. <laughs> but yeah. I've always heard that the trips up to Gretna, even though a lot a long oh. way, were always great trips. Oh, they Gretna was absolutely superb. We used to go up there and we used to get invited into their special special bar at the back for directors. And I remember Ken Barlow, God bless his soul, he uh, went in and uh, they said, "What would you like?" And he said, oh, I'll have a Bells. And they threw him out. They said they brushed the teeth with that. <laughs> yeah, proper Scottish <laughs> Scottish bar. <laughs> and it's these memories, isn't it, that obviously we enjoy the success on the pitch, mm. but it's these memories, isn't it, that yeah, really make yeah. non-league football. Yeah, watching Harry, Harry Bowers up, Gretna, watching the game and coming back in and saying, we're doing well, we, we're two up, and doesn't, doesn't their striker look like Rod Thornley? He'd been watching the wrong team. We were actually losing because <laughs> they played in black and white at the time. <laughs> Watched a full half watching the wrong team. Another fantastic fan he was, Harry. We obviously have the sad news this week of the passing of Bears supporter Paul Leake. I know he's someone in particular that you're, you're going to oh, miss. Hey, what a guy. 
I'm I'm gonna miss him. We used to have so much banter when he used to go around selling the the raffle tickets. He was such a great guy. Well, Luke, he, he turned up with a flag with Buglawton bears. It's I've known him a lot of years, and when I heard the news, I was absolutely gutted. He was such a nice guy, and the the town's gonna miss him. The football club will definitely miss him. He was one of the in my eye, one of the main supporters. He was brilliant lad. Brilliant, brilliant lad. This is the thing, isn't it? The, these connections that you make kind of off the, off the pitch as well. And that's what Congleton seems to be all be about. Yes, we go yeah. and we united behind the, the, the football team. But actually, it's the connections that you also make yeah. off. And I think we, we, we've seen that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, my nickname's Budge. And all the directors virtually call me Budge. And it's funny how now I walk round and people I've never even seen in my life before say, hiya, Budge. <laughs> so it's such a friendly place. It's just great, great. Where does that nickname come from? Burgess. Ah, of course. Yeah, Budgie Burgess. Yeah, I've been Budge from being five, I think, and they started calling me Budge, five. And I think perhaps one of the most significant moments and in terms of the most generous acts was when you and the shareholders at the time donated your shares um, to allow for the club to become the, the support owned by the supporters. I think, and I think this yeah. just, just shows yeah. that you and the other people involved in the club at the time were all about make greater good for yeah. the club. And that seems to be the story of your time yeah. at Congleton. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only money. And uh, I, I could have asked for it back. They offered it me back, but... I'd rather leave it where it was and give it to the town. So you were vice chairman and then you took over as chairman from Peter Evans in 2015. Well, when, when we bought the, the club, me and Peter, off uh, John Pollard and uh, Paul Marshall, we bought the club between us. We decided that between ourselves, Pete would be chairman, I'd be vice chairman. And we just left it like that. So uh, that was why I became vice chairman. And when Pete decided to step down, then obviously I had to step up. I have done a lot of the things in the club, from barman to I've cut the grass, I've marked the pitch. I, I don't think there's a job I haven't done. I used to do the kit. I used to be kit man as well. Uh, I used to fetch the kit. I've, I've washed it. I used to see it on the li- line out uh, at home. Uh, but I always used to put it in number form. It had to go on the line and <laughs> numbers, that was one of my things. It just didn't look right if it was all different numbers. It always had to start at one end, the goalie, then all the way along <laughs> to the reserves at the other side. And when you took over mm. as chairman, what was your vision for, for the club? Exactly what it is now. Just keep it going until we could get people like Charles, Nigel, people, businessmen that could take it further because I think we'd taken it as far as we could so it was great to have people coming in uh, with fresh ideas uh, it, it's just nice to to step back now and just watch it take off 
you spent a lot of time as well doing match day the operations and and Congleton won the Premier Division uh, for the Northwest Counties League Respect Award. I think it was every year that it was awarded yeah. during your tenure. I think it was four times uh, overall. Is that something you take great pride yeah, in? Making yeah, sure it's a yeah. Club? Both me and Ken were proud of that because uh, we used to go to be presented it. Actually, we always used to make sure that when people came to the club, they were always, well, I'm doing it now, That that's my role now, uh, make sure that they're welcomed and uh, there's no, if they have any uh, any issues, they can come to me and I would sort it and that's exactly what me and Ken used to do. Even the, the refs would make sure they were, as soon as they come, make sure they were all right. We're just a friendly club and all we've done is kept, being friendly, and that's what won us the awards. And also the cakes, Marlene's cakes. <laughs> they went a long way to it as well. For our listeners who might be wondering, what's the Respect Award? It's basically, am I right in saying it's showcasing and the best hospitality, making the best Hospitality, uh, just, it's basically everything, how we treat everybody coming in, <laughs> even the refs, they mark us, the, the away directors... It's a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. It just proves that we, we're a happy, friendly club. You mentioned there about your current role now. Obviously, you stepped down as chairman, but you're now the club president and you also, I'm sure everybody will have seen you at the club at pretty much every home game, most <laughs> yeah, away games yeah. as well. Doing the raffle as well. You've previously done the raffle, walking round. Yeah, I think no, you've let, let, let those yeah. duties go now. But what's your kind of current role? Uh, at the moment, uh, President, I'm, I basically look after the directors when they come in, make sure that everything runs smooth in the boardroom. Just make sure everybody that turns up gets a cup of tea, gets welcomed. Just, I suppose, it's uh, the face of Congleton Town when they come. That's that's it. I've done my role on the other side. I'm 70-odd now, so I'm taking a back seat more. Which is it's nice to stand there and watch and see everything going so smooth. Say Charles has done a fantastic job. And what what does it mean to you now to be club president? I'm proud of that that I'm still involved in the club. People know me in town. Everybody can't believe that I'm still involved. That some of my old friends come and say, "Are you still with Congleton? You must want your head looking." <laughs> but uh, yeah. Love it, love it. Can't tell you how much. Last season, just how special was that to be a part of that? Oh, how could I describe last season? A dream. Just unbelievable. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and pinch myself and think, is it right? It's just, it was just, oh. And the way we did it as well. <laughs> it was just amazing. Uh, having been up there as a director for 30-odd years, uh, to to see him doing really well. In all the times I've been there as a director, we only picked one cup up, and that was the Mid Cheshire Cup. So to to pick two up last year and be top of the league at Christmas this year, it's just magical, absolutely magical. The only thing would have been better if we'd gone to to Wembley, but there's always next year. Oh, we've always thought right from when I first went, always next year. Always next, and there'll always be a next year that we can do even better.
No, absolutely. Although, I guess we're hoping that next year we won't be in the FA Vars because hopefully we'll be in the next the next step up. Well, there's that. Yes, yes, that that'd be that'd be good, and uh, if, it'd be nice. We never know. We might even win the the Midlands Cup, which would be actually fantastic to win the North Northern League Cup and then the Midlands League Cup because I don't think anybody has ever done that. So fingers crossed. And there's so many components to last season. Obviously, the TV game. Did you ever imagine that you would, oh. you would have to put everything in place for Congleton Town to be on the TV in front of the TV cameras? Uh, no, that that was just absolutely crazy, that was, to actually think that we were on the telly and people stopping me and saying, is it right we're on the telly? Yes, what, you press the red button? <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing, amazing. first thing I did when, when I got home from that match was watch it on the telly That's again. exactly the same. Yeah, I think a lot of people did, yeah. a lot of people did. Just incredible, incredible. Uh, and just a shame we didn't win that one. We were very, very close, weren't we? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And those cup wins, I, I've seen photos of you holding both trophies with, again, yeah. that beaming smile on, on oh. your face. Just what, what did that mean to, to you to, yeah. to, to witness those moments, particularly the Cheshire Senior Cup? You mentioned the family connection, the fact that yeah. your, your dad saw them win it. Yeah. But to, to be able to win that against all the odds as, as well, how special was that? When you think all the years we'd gone and not won a trophy, and we, well, we'd won that Mid-Cheshire Cup, which then it, I was buzzing when we got that. But to pick them trophies up, I was just a dream come true. It, it was like, it may as well have been the FA Cup. That's how good it felt. It's just Congleton, I was born and bred there, uh, and... The football club meant such a lot to me to actually go and pick them trophies up. Oh, unbelievable. Magic. And obviously champions get a guard of honour and you actually got a guard of honour when you stepped down as chairman. I think it was a game against, at Winsford. That's right. They, I stepped down, I thought, that's it, and they give me a guard of honour. And then a couple of weeks later, I was asked to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and... Uh, I just carried on until Charles came along. Me and Nigel used to work the together. He would look after the main area with all the youth, and I just to look after the first team. So and it worked. It worked well. What are you most proud of during your time at Congleton Town? I would say when I walk through them gates and see the crowd. I feel so... When there's 600, nearly 700 there, and I've been I've been there when there's been 60, you know, it's just... You just feel proud. That, and looking around the place, it, everything, everything about it is 110% better than when I first joined it. The ground itself, the, the car park used to be stoned, the... The club used to be falling down. The the pitch wasn't as good as, nowhere near as good as what it is now, the drainage. Everything about the club has just gone through the roof and can't help but be proud of everything, everything to do with Congleton. What is it about non-league football? What what, what do you think it is? Because obviously you, you, you've visited many different clubs. I'm sure yeah. you know many, many people in non-league fo- yes. football. And I think we're seeing now the fact that just by the crowds at Congleton, but also other clubs as well. The non-league football seems to be booming. It does seem to be... What is it about non-league football, do you think? I think 
people, when the COVID was on, people stopped going to the big matches went, as soon as the matches started again. And they started to go and to do non-league, just so the football. And then they realised that it was honest football, down-to-earth football and good football, uh, where you could go and take your family out for £20 and have a fantastic day watching a great game for £20, whereas I don't know how much it is at United or Chelsea, or but I'm damn sure it's more than £20. And I think they, they realise that the, the football, that if they like football, they can see in their own town. Just as well, probably better than they don't lie about rolling over when they get their fingernail broke and screaming. They get on, get up and get on with it. Talking about that, we had one of our players many years ago. He actually went into a tattle, a 50-50 tattle, and he, he hurt his leg, as he thought. So... We got him out off to the side. They treated him at the side and he said, right, I'm ready to go on. Ran back on and collapsed. He broke his leg and he actually went back on to try play. That's the difference between non-league player and a premiership player. That, that's fat, that is. He actually ran on and realised he broke his leg. Incredible. And why do you do it? Why have you put all this kind of effort in, your money into it? Why, do, why have you done it? Because I love Congleton, pure and simple. I love Congleton, I love football, but I love Congleton. Congleton, if Congleton packed in, I don't think I'd watch football again. That's how much I'm for Congleton. Because that's the thing, because nearly 70 years since you first came down to the club, what is it that brings you back still week after week after week and still have an important role within the club? I just love the game and I I love the team. I I, I like to, to see develop, which it has done, and when I stand at the side and look round uh, and I think of all the, the effort that's gone in in the past by all the people, some that are not with us now, and we're still going and we're going up and up and up, it just it just makes you feel good. It makes you feel, think it's all been worth it. All been worth it. When I've gone, I'm hoping my grandchildren will I'll go to the club. I'm waiting for my grandson. He's only uh, 18 months old. He'll be going up to Congleton very shortly. <laughs> I've told his mother. So as soon as he's a bit older, then he'll be coming with me to the football club and he can carry on when I'm gone. Can you believe it that having come down as a three-year-old on, the, on your father's shoulders that you're still involved now? I must be mad. <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm proud of that in in a way you know it's I've, it's been a big part of my life from being like three I've always gone to Congleton Town and then obviously in the sixties and seventies I had other commitments but as soon as it, I got back I was back up there because I I did spend a little time in Birmingham but anyway it's another story. <laughs> So how do you reflect on it all now? All those years, how do you reflect on it? If you had to sum up your, your time as a supporter, now as a director and as club president, how do you sum up your time with Congleton Town? A very happy time. Been hard. It has been hard sometimes. It's been sad sometimes because we've lost a lot of really nice people who worked hard for the club. It's been fun. 
it's, it's just been a big part of my life that I would, if I had my time to do again, I think I'd do the same thing. That's how good it's been. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Steve, for everything that you've done for, for the club over these many years. It's always great seeing you at Congleton Town. And thanks again for coming onto the podcast. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. The Bears are back in action this Saturday when they host Wolverhampton Casuals at the Cleric Stadium. There's another cup game for the reserves as they play Sandbach United reserves on Saturday. And the ladies' first team will also be in cup action as their postponed game from last weekend at Glenavon Bells has been rearranged for this Sunday. That's it for this week, but thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Bears!